Hello and welcome to the Bookhounds podcast presented by me, Shar Bins, top dog and founder at Bookhounds. And me, Jack Smithson, co-presenter, or if you like, the sound hound. Bookhounds is a running club and a book group. We offer a monthly book subscription box delivering running inspiration to your door. Join the club at bookhounds.club. So before we kick off with our regular podcasts, which will act as a sort of reading group uh, where we review our book of the month, we wanted um, to let the listeners get to know us, your hosts, a little bit better. So we're just going to have a bit of a chat um, about our running our running lives, both together and apart. Um, and then hopefully you'll, you'll know who we are for when we, we talk about your favourite books. Um, so Jack, how long do we go back? probably met four years ago maybe i reckon yeah. yeah probably about four years ago yeah i think um i remember our, our first mate date um we went um for a, a vegan feast and um it was a lovely mate date it was one of those times in life where you just click with someone and i thought oh yeah this is a good egg i, I thought that too and i can, I can remember um you encouraging me to have a very indulgent dessert, and I was very grateful for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got the thumbs up for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jack, I will, I will always be there for you if you need um, someone who will encourage you to get dessert. I need a friend. So, I was thinking about this. We haven't always run together. How can you remember how it started? I didn't remember how we we first started running together and how you became my kind of primary running buddy. I I remember. Um, I can't remember how we realised that we both ran. I like. I feel like that should have been more of a. Oh wow, we we both love running and we should start running together. But it, well, it didn't <laughs> happen like that. I feel like it was more like um, just like oh, should we go for a run? All right. Um, <laughs> Yeah. We went to. Do you remember we got the train um, to uh, Formby Beach, I think, or somewhere around oh, there? Yeah. Um, and we went for a, a sort of probably one of the only trail runs I've done since living in Liverpool, and it was lovely. And we wanted to see some of those squirrels on the sand. We got. They don't exist, Jack. I think they're all dead. I'm sorry, <laughs> those mythical squirrels. And we got some woman in a cafe looked down her nose at us for asking to use the toilet because it's notoriously uh, snobby around there. <laughs> sounds about right. That sounds like a good bonding experience. Yeah, yeah. I think I bought a banana. Just to just to clarify, do support local businesses. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think I did buy a banana and I think you bought a bottle of water, but apparently that wasn't, wasn't enough. enough. No, no. You had to have a full like afternoon tea to get a, to get a wee. <laughs> One afternoon tea equals wee. wee. Yeah, afternoon wee, afternoon tea. <laughs> um, no, you're right. I, I, I totally forgot about that. I think that was our first run together, which was quite an adventure. Um, we got the train up to um, yeah to Formby and, and ran over the sand dunes and um, something they call the asparagus trail. I think that's what we were running on. Oh, there. okay. Yeah. That was the first time I tried one of your um, specially made running gels as well. It was all like pureed nuts and dry fruit and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I don't really make my gels anymore, but I have told you recently that I am experimenting with um, uh, mashed potato. Great reaction. 
<laughs> yeah, if you've, if you've got any of the uh, the gels left, I'll I'll try those again. <laughs> Uh, I've got to say, I think it works. I know it sounds a bit disgusting, but um, I don't think it's that gross because I I add a little bit of garlic and some salt and pepper. Oh, um, well, if you are garlic. Yeah, I mean, it is cold, but... Also, just you drink it out of out of a like Capri Sun style bottle. So it's the kind of, it's like, you know, that feeling when you go to have a cup of, like a glass of water and you've accidentally put i don't know soy milk in your water glass or something it's that kind of uh clash of cognitive dissonance cognitive dissonance yeah yeah do, um, do, do you know the, the worst time I ever had that um my first job um when i was a teenager was at woolworths r.i.p Young, younger listeners don't even know what i'm talking about um and so I always knew when, like, all the best, like, new snacks were coming out, um, all the kind of experimental snacks. And there was, um, they did a vanilla ice cream flavoured Monster Munch. This was obviously limited edition because what were they thinking? But, yeah, that was that exactly, you know, when you've got a Monster Munch in your hand and then it hits your mouth and it's sweet. Oh. Yeah, that was quite bizarre. Oh. Um, we've gone off on a really weird tangent here, um, but anybody that um, also experiments with strange things to eat while running, um, do uh, do come into my DMs. I'd love to chat with you in a romantic way. That was a bit weird. <laughs> um, so, what what are some apart from that? What are some of your um, your memories of running with me, Jack? Because I guess we've been running together now about three years, quite regularly. Had a few adventures. Yeah. Um... Well, that was one of the nice ones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going yeah. next now. Well, no, they've all been they've all been nice and like and and um, I think I've I've I have got the thirty six mile thirty six birthday run in my mind, which I'm very glad that we did, and I wouldn't have wanted you to do that with anyone else. Um, oh, but uh, it was it was tough at times, um, uh, but I do feel like you've you've pushed me like. To, to test my limits and I'm glad that you have I don't think I would have um, I think I did my first half marathon with you as well um, I mean let, let's just be clear for the listeners not with me because Jack's a lot faster than me I think we ran the first two kilometers together and then I saw Jack at the end <laughs> I'm quite tall as well I've got longer legs <laughs> You have got longer legs, although I don't believe that that's a thing. Actually, um, they say distance distance runners are um shorter. Um, Kipchoge's only five six. Oh well, I'm just great then. You're just yeah. great, Jack. You're just great. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of my favourite um adventures we've had together was when we tried to run the whole of the sandstone trail in one day. Um, two summers ago, um, so. It's uh, For those that don't know, the Sandstone Trail is a, um, a national trail across Cheshire. Um, and Jack and I, we both live in, in Liverpool city centre pretty much. So um, although we love trails, the vast majority of our running is road running. So we probably were a bit green and a, a bit naive in thinking that we could just run this trail. <laughs> <laughs> but also to be fair to us, um, 
I think it's it's about 30, 30 odd miles it is, 32 miles I think it is from end to end and it was um, a really hot day but it wasn't really the heat, just the trail wasn't very well maintained and pretty much every obstacle that could have got in our way was in our way. There was um, uh, totally overgrown tracks, you know, bushes. Um, there's a, a, some funny bits running through um, cornfields and like just like getting whacked by corn on the cob from either side. Um, or high five, depending on how positive you're feeling at that moment. Um, there was like swampy bits because it had also rained, even though it was a hot day. Um, there were bugs, like got some really weird bites that day. Um, and then, yeah, add in like 26 degrees of heat. And um, we did well, though. I think we did about 21 miles uh, before we had to get, get picked up by our partners and um, taken to a campsite to recover. It was a slow one, wasn't it? I think when we looked at it, because we there was just so much... There was so much stopping and starting because we just kept we came up to these these obstacles, as you said, and just, kind of yeah, totally. You, as soon as you got into a rhythm, yeah, I can just remember like the theme tune for the day. I just kept breaking into the theme tune from a Jurassic Park constantly. That's what it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, after after lockdown, I'd love to do something like that again, but um, maybe we'll um. Oh, oh, I tell you what was actually our biggest mistake that day. We didn't take a map. I didn't want to say because it was you kind of doing the, uh, you were, you were kind of leading it, weren't you? We did keep kind of going in one direction with absolute conviction. And then 10K later, we got, ah, no, that was, that was, uh, <laughs> and then we'd sl- sadly plod back. Yeah, that was bad. Um I do subscribe to the um, OS uh, app these days, so as long as there's some kind of phone signal, I shouldn't be getting us lost anymore. But also, um, hello Cheshire Council or whatever it is, can you please maintain your trails better? Because if it was better signed, we would not have got lost. Um, anyhow, Jack, tell me a little bit about your running story. Where did where did running start for you? Um, my running story is a bit. A bit of a weird one. Um, so I started running. Um, actually, I when I lived in Qatar in the Middle East, um, my parents joined uh, a very casual running club that I think described itself as um, a drinking club with a running problem. <laughs> I don't know if that's okay to include. That um, was basically like a group of sort of expats who lived in the Middle East, who went for runs together, kind of in the deserts, around building sites. Um, it was all very bizarre, um, but I was looking for something to do because um, there wasn't much to do for me out there and started running with them. Um, and I ended up kind of being, I was only about 13 at the time, I think probably, and I ended up being like one of the front runners, got a few like makeshift awards um yeah. <laughs> um yeah but obviously it was very hot um so I think that kind of set me in good stead for moving back to the UK and coping with more reasonable climates um and then when I when I moved back um I was back in Yorkshire where I'm originally from and obviously it's very hilly around there so I do quite a lot of like trail running um and then when I was at uni, I kind of went I went off running for a little bit. I just kept getting injured and um, 
got some sort of knee and joint problems and things because um, I don't think I was doing much all-round training you know like sort of there wasn't much to complement the running um, and it's really only since I've been back in Liverpool um, well I've been been in Liverpool I've gotten back into running um, but I've tried to do a bit more sort of strength training and yoga and stretching and things like that to complement it and even though I'm quite a bit older than I was when I was getting all the injuries I think uh, my lifestyle now uh, works better with my running um, also I'm vegan now which I would like to point out I think it definitely has um, <laughs> has uh, complemented my, uh, my my running uh, running is a really interesting sport in that um, it's still possible to um, get faster and and or, or run longer or you know to actually um, you know in, in so many sports you peak really early you know if you now or me because I'm even older than you wanted to get into like gymnastics or um, I don't know even like tennis really yeah. we just passed it yeah. you know we're totally past it. But there are people who didn't run until they were in their thirties, and now are you know competing at masters level, and I, I think that's really inspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with- so that's what to aim for, Jack. Just FYI. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what about this year? Do you have any running goals for twenty twenty one? Um, I I haven't really thought about them to be honest, because because this year has been so on the end of last year have, have been so kind of preoccupied by uh, current events. Um, I think I definitely want to do, so just to kind of for my more recent running history, I've done uh, a couple of half marathons. Um, well, I've done plenty of half marathon training distances, but I've done a couple of half marathon events, um, a full marathon and obviously the ultra marathon with Shah. Um, so I definitely, when we're able to again, I'd like to do a few more halves because I, I do like that distance. I feel like I'm able to go fast over that distance. Um, mm. And maybe potentially towards the end, a full marathon again. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm still trying to work out how to get my priorities right this year, to be honest. So I'm just going to see how my, my training goes and uh, maybe look towards a, a full marathon again. Totally fair. I feel like a half marathon is a lot easier to fit into your life um than uh, than a full marathon but um I do I do love those those big challenges too. yeah I just like to put my whole life on hold though to do like when I commit to something it's all I can think about as my partner well knows so um some life run balance yeah check. I don't have that I don't have <laughs> just um so why did you start bookhounds um I started bookhounds because really got into running books and I'd found them to be um like so inspiring but also they, they kind of became part of my training so um just to backtrack um a couple of years back I was training for my first marathon and I was also um uh doing the um England athletics coach and running fitness course and I was in the library in, in central Liverpool um, sort of trying to do my homework for this course and I was a little bit injured um, and it was about three weeks out from my first marathon and I, I wasn't feeling good physically 
And in the running section, very limited, let me say, running section of, of Liverpool Central Library, I found um, this book called Runner by Lizzie Hawker, who is um, an incredible endurance runner, British, um, but now, well, actually, I don't know where she's based. She kind of always seems to be in Nepal or Italy, um, but who knows? Um, anyway, so this is basically her autobiography, and I read it in like a couple of days, and it was just so refreshing for me because... I think when you're training for something it's specific, you can get a bit um, like down on your training, like you're training because you have to train rather than because you want to. And I feel like when I read this book, it really brought back the why of it, you know, the joy of running. I run because I love running um, or, or I love the feeling that running gives me um, rather than running because I must set this pace at, for this marathon, you know. Um, and I just found it like just so uplifting that in uh, the first half of the marathon, I honestly had a smile on my face the whole time and I just kept thinking, well, what, what would Lizzie Hawker do? Um, she would have smashed that marathon much better than I did, but still. Um, <laughs> but after that, I just kept re- kept reading, kept reading, kept reading. And, and whenever I was having a bit of a slump, those books really brought me back. So I thought, I want to share this. Um, and that's basically the the story of Bookhounds in in a nutshell. I really want to share the joy of running and reading and, and combining those two things because it's been enormously positive for me. I think that's lovely. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily something that like I've always put together with my running. Um, but when I do think back, when I started running in Qatar, like I I think my dad had a running book, and like that was really, you know, I I just used to love those like. So certain pages that were like really sort of dog-eared because I would like keep going back to those to kind of just like help me push myself a bit more and yeah yeah just uh, stories are really powerful right and um no matter what what type of a runner you are or what distance you're covering you know your pace how long you've been running there's still always something in there that resonates and that you can find inspiring or, or relatable and um yeah I just I love the power of a story and especially a runner's story yeah yeah I think there's something about like you're saying about um getting so caught up with your own like I've got to beat that pace that I was on last time and I sort of just thinking so much about the details of your own running and just kind of taking you out of that um and making it more of a kind of a complete you know potentially beautiful picture of uh of your your running life and your running goals and why you're doing it it's important yeah definitely so is so what's your running story then um what's my running story well it begins as a as a child of the 90s <laughs> of all the stories do <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much every story i have begins as a child of the 90s um my absolute hero when i was a kid was sally gunnell um, who, um, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, won the it, it, was it nineteen ninety two Barcelona Olympics? I think yeah. so. Oh, yeah. um, gold medal at, um, at hurdles. Um, and one time when I was really little, um, at school we were doing hurdles, and my teacher said I was really good at hurdles, and I was like, oh my god, I'm going to be Sally Gunnell. <laughs> Um, so I, I still, yeah, I'm still a big fan of Sally Gunnell. I don't know where she is now, but if I ever met her, like I would be starstruck. <laughs> um, 
so I, I was a very sporty kid, um, but didn't really have um, the kind of parents who sort of really push people, push, would, would have pushed me in, in that direction. They were, they were encouraging parents, don't get me wrong, but they weren't like um, that kind of parent that, that's like, okay, you're going to be a runner or you're going to do this. Or Actually, I was more into football, if I'm honest. Um, I really wish I'd been a footballer, but that's for another another time. Um, so, sort of always kind of flirted with running on and off. Never was really dedicated to it. Um, I lived in London, London for a while, and did run a bit there, but never with sort of serious dedication. Did a couple of half marathons on and off, a couple of ten k's. Um, um, only really got into it properly, like dedicated. Uh, classic story when I went through a breakup um, and I was living in East London at the time and um, it was one of those horrible um, breakups in that we had to live together <laughs> after we'd broken up because this is London and you can't just move out especially when I was on a charity salary um, so we we lived together for six months we didn't didn't really yeah horrible didn't try to spend as little time in the house as possible so I'd go out for runs and I lived near the Olympic Park um, and it's just so fun running around there like it's so inspiring I could really channel my inner Sally Gunnell um, um, and then shortly after um, I moved to Liverpool and when I moved to Liverpool I, um, one of my first well one of the first things that inspired me to move to Liverpool was I was uh, driving around with some colleagues at the time and we drove around Sefton Park and I thought to myself oh my god that would be such a cool place to run every day <laughs> like you were the first person I saw did I know <laughs> 2020 where else can you run um and Sefton Park still is a lovely place to run but yeah it really appealed and so once I moved here that was it really and so for the last four years I've been running in a really dedicated way um and I can't sort of get enough of it now, as you know. I do silly things like let's have a running birthday party, let's run 36 miles for every year of my life. Um, so who knows what's going to come next, but um, we'll see. Yeah, you could do that every year, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> might get a bit boring. A bit. I don't want to become predictable, Jack. <laughs> um, what are your running goals for uh, 2021? It's, like you said, it's really tricky, isn't it? Um, because we don't know what's going to be possible and I'd love to do some races um had a couple of races cancelled last year um you and I were going to do canalathon weren't we 50k on on the canals um so I have some in mind but like the first one that I thought I was going to do was on Valentine's Day obviously that's already been cancelled that was a, a trail um a trail marathon in, in Norfolk I have this really bonkers one in mind that's um all around the Norfolk coastal path um, that's where my, my family's based um, and I think it's 83 miles yeah <laughs> which I've never done anything like but um, it's in the middle of June and the idea is that you leave uh, where now you leave Kings Lynn um, at sunrise and you've got to get to no the other way around you leave Great Yarmouth at sunrise and you've got to get to Kings Lynn by sunset. So you, you race in the sun and you've got about, um, I don't know, 14 hours or something to do this in. 
<laughs> Jack's pulling a funny face, listeners. Hey, <laughs> very long, is it? Because that's like, oh, hang on. So I was thinking that was like four marathons, but it's more like three and a bit. Still, that's like that's a good marathon pace, and three of them, three and a bit back to back. It might be more than fourteen hours. You put, let's think. It's, if it's the middle of summer, you probably leave about half five in the morning. That's probably sunrise, isn't it? And then sunset's probably. 11 o'clock like just before 11 o'clock so okay however many hours that is but um that's june and who knows what's going to be possible by june also they said that um to qualify for it you had to have at least run a trail marathon and i haven't been able to do that because of the covid um, it'll make- i've you know, run run the distances i know i can run the, well i don't know if i can run 83 miles but you know i, I know i could do a trail marathon I could probably do one tomorrow if, if it was available, but it's not available. So um, who knows? Um, but my kind of micro goal is to work on elevation because um, as you're aware, Jack, we live in quite a flat area. We don't really have any hills. Yeah. Um, and so I really, I'm going to go out and find those hills. Um, and I'm not going to be afraid of the hills. Often on my long runs, I do tend to take the route, the route less hilly. Um, whereas if I have to finish on a hill now, I do, I don't avoid it. So, um, yeah, elevation is my, my micro goal for the year. Go on a trip to, uh, to my parents in Yorkshire. and uh... Mate, I would love that. But when are we allowed to go on a trip? <laughs> you know, speculating in the future. In the future. <laughs> that would be wonderful. Um, up for those Yorkshire hills. Um, all right. So. That's enough from us. Um, hopefully you've you've got to know me and Jack a little bit better and you can decide whether or not you'll take our opinions of the books that we're going to be reading. Um, in the next podcast, which is our first sort of proper podcast, we'll be talking about the book Finding Gobi by Dion Leonard. Uh, that's our book for February, Bookhounds. And we'll be joined by a special guest, Helen from Canny Crush UK, and talking about all things running with your dog, if you have one or you want to borrow one. Um so as we say, uh, you don't have to be a member of Bookhounds to listen to the podcast, but we reckon you'd fit in perfectly. So why don't you join the club? Head to bookhounds.club. And if you enjoyed listening today, you want to find out more, you want to hear about those running books, please give us a follow on all your usual social medias. Um, and to hear more, like and subscribe or follow this podcast. Um, so uh, say goodbye, Jack. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I will see you next time. Bye.